You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shine football fans, welcome to Morning Footy. Happy Wednesday. We're so glad you're here. I'm Susanna Collins. That's Nico Cantor. Nigel Rio Coker returns to the desk. That's Alexis Guerreros. We've got Ali Trost Martin in for some headlines. <laughs> Nige, yeah. how you doing? Oh, great. Always a pleasure to be on air with you lovely it, people. Yes, do, it is. Do you mean that? Sometimes I can't tell if you're I being I know where you're going with this, but it's always a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I have that face. You do have that face. Not that I play poker, but I've got that face. You do. Yeah, it's that, hard, hard to read that sometimes. Re- that resting Nigel Rhea Coker face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Rhea it. Coker I love face. it when Nigel's here, though. He always likes to stir the pot. That's not bit. true. So I'm expecting you to bring true. it Where, where do you guys know each other from? Because from what I understand between the dynamic of you two, you guys like to joke very intensely with each other. And I didn't know that until yesterday. You guys are just like launching insults, let's say, bits back and forth to each other that are a little bit aggressive. We need to tell them the truth. Yeah, please. We met on Tinder. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a Tinder specifically just to meet uh, former pros. Uh, uh, what a concept. Uh, no, we met here. Uh, but immediately, oh. the vibes were perfect. Oh, I thought yeah, you guys yeah. knew. Oh, no, wow. no, we met, no, we met her. This, we met her. Let's it say, first. Nigel got, figured out the vibes immediately, yeah, which is okay. you you roast me and I'll roast you back. As there long you as go. you can take ah, it. Here's a uh, terminology for you. Real recognizes real. Oh, Have you heard that before? Uh, got it. There. Yeah. That's what it is. Real recognizes <laughs> real. Michelle's just looking right like Susanna. Susanna. Good Lord. Did you just call me Michelle? <laughs> we're just, we're just There's so Poppy. many names. Poppy, Sorry, Susanna. <laughs> I got called Poppy yesterday. Yeah. Michelle today. Yeah. I am, just to clarify, I'm Susanna Collins. Yeah. I'm the host of Morning Footy. Um, I, I've been here since the jump, so right. I hope y'all are familiar. Show on the lower third. Stay I was so stay. nice sorry, to Susanna. Nigel at the start of this show, and now I take it oh, all, back. On, all back, all back, all back. Guys, it was big day yesterday for several reasons. I mean, obviously, match day one mm. of Champions League. We saw a goalkeeper goal winner. Right. But doesn't it feel like we won Champions League? But it also <laughs> feels like the morning footy crew, Susanna Collins included, thank you. Uh, we had a big win. Yes. Big win. Big win. Yesterday. Shall we see it? Oh, boy. Let's roll the tape. I can let you guys know that the show is going to move to 8 a.m. You asked, 
and I have delivered. Don't punk us. No. I, could go, I could go to bed at 10 p.m. now? No. It, it's news. true. I still can't believe it. You guys, morning footy is now going to start at 8 a.m., run to 10 a.m., and uh, we get an hour more of sleep. This all starts on October 2nd, and when Kate Abdo delivered the news to us yesterday during the Champions League pregame show, legitimately thought we were all getting punked. 100%. You could see it on my face. I was like, yeah, what is she going to say next? You know, because I'm like, there's yes. no way they're actually letting me sleep for another hour. <laughs> it's, it's, it's life changing. I know it sounds so dramatic, but like it's actually life changing. It is. That extra hour. It's funny because waking up is very tough for it this is. show. So my again, my cousins, the ones that I brought over here and they were on the morning footy routine. Imagine 17 year olds having to do the routine that we do every day for a week. They were like. Man, at the end of the sh at the end of the week, after their their little, uh, they didn't call it internship. They call it uh, I don't know. I forgot sabbatical. What it is. So yeah, so it's a <laughs> sabbatical. Mm -hmm. um, they were like, man, the worst thing is the walk from the bed to the shower. It's it is awful. awful. It is the worst thing ever. You hate ever. your life. And then, and then when you get here, life. it's good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like it's that's, it just, it's, it's a struggle, 100% but once true. walking through the door. Susanna, specifically for you, I yeah. mean, how great is it that now me, you, Charlie, Nigel, we all get to be on Nico's schedule. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. It is. I am, Finally. I am the one that there. lives closest to the studio <laughs> yes. and the one that arrives the latest. There's a term <laughs> called Miami time, and you, my friend, Correct. are they don't, very specific. You are just in the, yeah, the embodiment. They don't take in the Miami account They don't. Time. They really don't. Oh, anyway, it was, uh, it was some very welcome news for us, so. So, yeah, starting October 2nd, guys, morning footy, 8 to 10 Eastern time. We're still going to be here. You can still have your coffee with us. Yes. You're just going to get a little extra sleep as well. So show's gonna have everybody wins. Much more of a fun vibe. Let's go. <laughs> I know. Be so my, happy. my energy's already <laughs> up. All right. Shall we get into some of yesterday's Champions League matches? Match day one. Here's a look at the results from yesterday. AC Milan and Newcastle in Group F, the group of death. A nil-nil draw. PSG get the 2-0 win over Borussia Dortmund. Manchester City 3-1 over Red Star Belgrade. Barcelona thump Antwerp 5-0. Leipzig 3-1 over Young Boys. Porto 3-1 over Shakhtar Donetsk. Lazio Atletico Madrid a 1-1 draw with some dramatics at the end. And Feyenoord get the 2-0 win over Celtic. All right, so let's get into PSG versus Dortmund. Let's start with some highlights, shall we? We pick it up in the 47th minute. And Nigel, mm. what do you make of this? Not a penalty. Penalty or not? Not a penalty. Not when you're that close to defending. He's using his arm in a natural oh. position, and I believe, to help himself not to fall. But I reckon that penalty was more so given because of this man here, killing Mbappe, appealing to the referee, and the referee wasted no time. Fantastic first, well, fantastically dispersed penalty by Mbappe. This run here from Akram, 
Hakimi. I keep saying that wrong. Just absolutely. You still said it wrong, but okay. I know. I, I apologize. <laughs> but Hakimi, uh, my guy Hakimi, what an incredible run. Uh, obviously, must have a lot going on in his mind with everything happening back home uh, in Morocco. But just an absolute incredible run, a great one-two. Just showing the value of this PSG team, which a lot of us had questions. Mm -hmm. What is this PSG team going to look like with so many stars that have left? A complete makeover of a club. The fans seem to be a little bit happier now as well. Yeah. And how are they going to play in Champions League? And I think this showed you that they are still a formidable force. And Luis Enrique absolutely got it right. There was a video of him at the end just in slow-mo, sort of almost like having this happy, almost teary smile on his face at the end, which even I'm sure even he felt a little bit like a... But were you, were you convinced by the performance? Because for me, overall, I know like Paris Saint-Germain, what, 68% pos uh, possession. But in the first half, it was possession without really any penetration or purpose. And my thing is, yes, it's, it's PSG, the new one. You look at the front three of Kulamani, Dembele, Mbappe. For me, I still feel they're very predictable in the sense of how they play. You've got three players up top with raw pace, raw talent to get at you. But it becomes a bit too predictable. I feel that they're still missing that real creative number 10 to go in there to give them a bit of a different dynamic. Borussia Dortmund were disappointing. They, I feel that they've got players, but they didn't use their players to the best of their ability because Paris Saint-Germain are not the best all defensively and you've got one of the best young players in Adeyemi. How often do we see him isolated in one-on-one -on -one situations to be able to really run at this Paris Saint-Germain defence? Borussia Dortmund were very conservative. For me, Paris Saint-Germain got the job done, but there's still questions on them when they face better opposition that's not going to fear them. So, I think we can dwell also a little bit on the, on the penalty kick. Um, I understand why referees are maybe inclined to call it a penalty kick. This is an IFAB issue because the uproar from people who have played this sport, it's you, Nigel, it's Freddie Jumberg yesterday on, on the Golasso show, it's everybody on the desk from the Champions League show, Jamie, Micah, Thierry, that are shouting irate, indignant that this was called a handball because what Christina are you supposed Uncle's to do? Chris, even Christina Uncle, look, if Niklas Sula, if his arm was literally on the ground, if he was using it as a support, as the rules in IFAB say, and it would have hit his arm, it would have been a penalty kick because he would have been supporting. He was on his way to support it, but his arm wasn't on the ground yet. I think IFAB needs to seriously reconsider, once again, the handball rule because there is so many people that still have this lack of clarity which with what is a handball and what is not mm -hmm. a handball. The, look at the distance as well, though, because we, we've seen some, I've seen some incidents like that in the Premier League this season and where then, referees have used a lot more common sense to say, like, it's natural, you know, and they've got a bit more better advice. I think for me, that yesterday... Silhouette. When do you make your body that, bigger? At what point are you making know, your body bigger? That is a natural that position one, if you're falling. That fall. is a natural position because he's falling and you can see he's trying to re... Kind of... Uh, also, the ball was redirected. ...move his body in, in, in a way where he's not driving in for the tackle. But for me, that's a disappointing call. But if you're a Paris Saint-Germain player, you're, honestly, you want an honest opinion, you're going to be like, yep, that's us, we needed that penalty. Yeah. If you're a Dortmund player, you're going to be absolutely raging to see that that has been given as a penalty. Yeah. Because for me... But then also, pay attention to Mbappe's appeal straight away. And that plays a part, especially when you're a world superstar like Mbappe and these top players. Once they start appealing to referees, referees are quick to give them what they want.
You hmm. really think that that influenced whether the call was made or not? Look at my straight face. I, well, that's how, <laughs> that's how you look if, when you get a cheeseburger, though. This is just the face you make. <laughs> I don't eat but anyway, uh, that, that does play a part. Uh, t- top players do play a part in having influence on referees there. Because if you look instantly, Mbappe's yeah. given that, and the referee did not waste any time and gave it. And for me, referees have VAR to help them. Why not wait? Because if they think that he made a mistake, they'll tell him, go check the monitor. But he gave it instantly before even VAR could do a proper check. I think if VAR looked at that, I don't think they would have given it. That was my issue with the ball not crossing the line, crossing the line at the Inter-Miami Atlanta game. They called it first and then they reviewed it. And yeah. it was not sufficient evidence to overturn it. Maybe they would have let this go, mm-hmm. then they would have reviewed it. Yeah. Uh, well, PSG in control in the in the group now. Does this right. and, does and this how does this kind of change the way you thought this would shake out? And imagine in a group where everything is so tight. We're yeah. talking about the group of F. The, the, the group of F. The group of death. <laughs> as you coined it. Um, <laughs> the group of F is very tight, and these small decisions where uh-huh. a penalty kick, a very controversial penalty kick, can change the mm-hmm. destiny of a game. You'd like you'd like to see. Referees make the right decisions, and Jesus Gil Manzano yesterday, I think, botched it, or he played it too close to the line. I just feel like when the handball rule before was more about the intent, there was a gray area still, but it was still, you had to judge the intent. Niklas Sule didn't want to play the ball with his hand there. But now it's it's different. You're not judging based off of intent anymore. And it's been changed so many times now that we don't even know what a hand is. Makes things very interesting in Group F. All right, uh, let's move it along to Group E, Lazio and Atletico Madrid. We pick it up in the 29th minute. Pablo Barrios. You're going to see this. uh, The attempt actually deflects off of uh, Daichi Kamada. Right here, mm. boom. Uh, but if it you're was the, on target, so it that's was, why they gave that it still counts. But you see it on the keeper, as soon as it deflects, he knows he can't come back to the other position uh, and just falls. Academy player Pablo Barrios, only 20 years old. Incredible for him on his Champions League debut. But this is what we're all talking about. This, this is the moment. Is, this is the moment. Look at this. Look you at the clock, by the way. But you always knew Lazio would come back into this and get a point out of this. Look at the movement from Provedal. Oh. What a head up. <laughs> What a goal How by good. a goalkeeper. But How are you not man-marking them? He is dressed like a highlighter. How can you not say Stevie Wonder could see him making this run. This is real. It's a school bus. No, this is a keeper dressed is... in all yellow, and no one marks him? But, Alexis, you've got to give credit to the run. The run, the run is absolutely run incredible. If we could get that run back up again, for me, it is absolutely sensational. Just look at the, the eye contact. Keeper. You see him in there. Doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. Not really worried to recover. You can't see him out of this picture there. But just look as this ball comes out. Look as the hit turns. Look Boom. at that run. Boom. Boom. Yep. He's gone in. Ah, that is incredible. Beautiful. I have not seen top-class strikers in European football make that run and be able to make uh-huh. that run and connection. But for me, the celebration there, the facial expression, it's a great finish. You could tell he used to play out in field before he was stuffed in goal. So up until he was 12 that years face. old. Yes. That's, awesome. That's the Niger face. <laughs> the story of Provedel, up until he was 12 years old, he was a striker. There you go. And then there you go. That Told nice, you. nice instinct. I mean, the, the yeah. way the run, it looks like he's, it, he's it's a, a striker's run. Right. Yeah. He recognizes. He recognizes. Okay, Luis Alberto's curling cross or shot or whatever it is, it's gonna come in this fashion. I'm gonna meet it and redirect it, whatever little I can. 
And it ends up being a golazo in Provedel, who's had an incredible ascent through the ranks of Italian football from third division to second division, to finally getting a start at Lazio was key to a successful Lazio season mm -hmm. last year. An incredible amount of clean sheets. He was one Man. of the best players. He yeah. was. When we did our Serie A, we included him as our, best as our best he was goalkeeper. He was absolutely incredible. How Champions Diego Simeone debut. Diego Simeone, who preaches defense, yeah. defending nonstop. How do you think he is going to react when he shows a video of that but run? My thing for Diego Simeone is this. I believe it's time that he moves on from Atletico Madrid. But he's not. I, I don't think that he has the nah. same bunch of... You don't think so? He's not going to. Not yet. Not he's yet. not there. What are Atletico going to do? They got rid of Jao Felix, who we're going to talk about this later man on. man is making who was sense so much yeah. money. No, I understand <laughs> that. But I'm saying for Atletico as a club, is it not time now you move but on? you need it. But look at this. The generation of players he had before when Atletico were absolutely sensational. You're talking about Thomas Partey, Hector Herrera, Jao Felix, Morata. That wasn't the, the, that wasn't, that wasn't that the was, golden generation that was, Atletico Madrid. That was he one won, of the golden generation. No, they got the to the final... Goal. When you talk about the no, but I'm that's talking not the about, team that got to I'm the talking final. about the players. That's the team in the final. No, in Real Madrid against Real Madrid. No, the team that, that got to the final was with with Godin still there, with Yannick Ferreira Carrasco still there, with Griezmann's first time there. Saúl Níguez, Coque. Saúl, yeah, okay, Coque, yeah. But that for me, when you look at that team there, that generation of players and that mindset is no longer there at Atletico Madrid for what he's trying mm, to do now. I disagree. He I won, he won, a, not the he won a league mindset. title. He won a league title last year and and Atletico last Madrid. Year. Uh, two years ago, he won a league title with with the players that you were saying that are a, a, a step down when Suarez was there the last season with Suarez at, at Atletico Madrid before they got Griezmann back, and. The last portion of the semester, the, the season, the second semester, after they were eliminated from Europe, which was a big failure for Cholo Simeone, for sure, they finished dead last in their group. They picked it up and they were playing great football. And it looks like that's what they were transitioning into this year with a couple of added players. They've got a long injury list that also falls on the manager, that also falls on, on, on the club. But I, th I think it's too early to judge. The final, final seasons for Cholo Simeone, for sure. Atletico needs to start visualizing what's next for them after Cholo Simeone. But it's very difficult to just say they're not going to fire him. No, I'm not just saying they're going to fire him, but I'm just they're, saying for me, they, they, they need to move on. They need to have a good replacement next because it won't be easy. He is the DNA of Atletico Madrid, yeah. Cholo Simeone. He's there, exactly. Sir Alex Ferguson. He's their Wenger. Mm. He's yeah. their longtime manager. He's an icon. All right, uh, plenty more to come on Champions League later on in the show. Right now, we are going to take a quick break. Ali Trost-Martin will be back with some headlines on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Well, tonight, do not miss the premiere of Kicking It. Join Kate Abdo, Clint Dempsey, Mo Adu, and Charlie Davies as they sit down and get up close and personal with some of the biggest names in the game. Their first guest, Thierry Henry. It's a two-parter, too. The clip wow. that they put yesterday of Clint, it was two minutes and I got emotional. It was not even two minutes and I, I got emotional. Everyone was crying. Is this one of these shows where, like, it's just inevitable? You come on and... Get the tissues ready. Bro. 
play that that music that they play when they have like commercials for dog shelters. Oh, oh, you know what I'm the talking Sarah about? The Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, bro. Oh, God. You yeah. just don't no, expect Henri Clint. You don't ever see conversations like that where yeah. you really get introspective. No. So this is going to be dope. I Charlie, Charlie gave me the heads up about that episode. Did so, he? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to, I want to be surprised. Yeah. I want to go in with fresh yeah. eyes. Did you no see spoilers. that Micah is going to be a guest? Did you see him say he that on the post-game it? show yesterday? Wow. He's been saying, I think maybe kicking it has a little bit more clout than Golasso <laughs> show, but he's been saying since last year that he's going to do one Golasso show. <laughs> Nowhere he, to be found, MIA. Oh, he, it was so funny. He was trying to tee up Katie. He's like, so who's your next guest? And she's like, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan, Idris Elba. And he's like, no. <laughs> and then she finally was like, Micah Richards. Oh, do we have it? I think we have it. Let's see it. It's fun. Can I kick it? <laughs> yes, I can. Can I kick it? <laughs> Next week, Monday, Big Meeks, New York. Be there or be square. I'm working with you Tuesday and Wednesday. Let's go. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my He's God. out of control. Wait, was that a Prada... Bolo tie. tie. Yes. It's a, like, it's a bow tie. It's a bow tie. What's it called when them No, it's a bolo tie. It's a, the cowboy. Yeah. Cowboys the one. Yes. But it's the famous Prada, Prada pendant. It's a, I got to give it to him. I know. I was like, He okay. actually wore it over the collar, too, so he you did. can see it. He's like, <laughs> he I don't sure want anyone to get confused. He's like, still okay. Prada? Prada's well, still kicking still Prada. We'll get to see what he wears on kicking it. I'm sure he'll he'll bring some serious style, as does Ali Trost Martin every darn day. Hello, Sunshine. Hello, Sue. So good to be back with you guys today. And uh, let's dig in to some of those headlines. Cristiano Ronaldo's first taste of Asians Champions League ended in a victory with Ronaldo's Al Nasser overcoming a slow start on the way to a 2-0 victory over Iranian club Persepolis. The match was goalless at half, but a second half, Persepolis red card opened the door for Al Nasser with Abdulrahman Gharib notching a goal and an assist for the Saudi Giants. We go from Asian Champions League to Europe, where AC Milan paid a price for their 0-0 draw with Newcastle yesterday, with goalkeeper Mike Maignan and midfielder Ruben Loftus-Cheek forced out of the match due to injury. Maignan left with a hip flexor strain that could force the French goalkeeper to miss extended time. While Milan deals with new injuries, Manchester United received some bad news ahead of their Champions League opener. Rafael Varane and Mason Mount returned to full training this week, but we're still ruled out of today's Champions League match against Bayern Munich. United is also still missing Sofian Amrabat and Aaron Wan-Bissaka as they look to rebound from their disappointing 3-1 loss to Brighton. Harry Maguire is also out for United after picking up an injury in training yesterday. And in women's soccer news, most of the members of Spain's Women's World Cup winning squad have ended their boycott and returned to the national team after overnight negotiations with the Spanish Federation, National Sports County, and Players Union. The Federation has promised to make major changes to its structure as part of the concessions. Two unidentified players have pulled out of the camp, but the other 21 players called up for Spain's upcoming UEFA Nations League matches against Sweden and Switzerland have returned. And in MLS news, there is a full schedule of 14 matches tonight, including Inter Miami resuming their playoff chase when they host Toronto FC. According to multiple reports, Lionel Messi is set to return to the Inter Miami lineup after being left out of the last weekend's loss to Atlanta United. Head coach Tata Martino said Messi was being rested due to a muscle fatigue that he was dealing with, but Messi and Jordi Alba are expected to be back in action tonight against a struggling TFC side. 
Alexis, TFC, they've lost nine of their last 10 in league play. Are you a little surprised that Martino's making a push to maybe bring Messi back in? Or like Miami, they're just trying to get into the playoffs now, so they're not going to look past any opponent. Yeah, they're, what, seven points away from a playoff position as of right now? Uh, they've got uh, a U.S. Open Cup final coming up. I mean, it makes sense That's to the play them. One. I mean, they also have they – got, they got a game in Orlando, and we talked extensively yesterday about how strong Orlando is. Mm-hmm. I think you don't – you left it. You've, you've been too good where you're barely – you're just about touching the playoffs. You have – you still have a run of games where you can, you can make it to the playoffs. Mm. You almost now have to play Messi in every game possible. Mm. So if he's not healthy right. – if he's not healthy, I understand saving him. He's, he's at an age where you certainly don't want to overplay him, overextend him. But you've, almost, you've got such a short window. So that if you can possibly make the playoffs, you've got to play him. Tata Martino, from the very outset, knew that he was going to get messy. And before he was going to get messy, the way that he was speaking about possibly making the playoffs, it was almost like this season in Major League Soccer. So Wash will start next year. And if they win U.S. Open Cup, what a season they've had for being the worst team in Major League Soccer to walk away with two trophies with a berth in CONCACAF Champions Cup. What's it called now? I forget. Um, yeah, it, it yes, the name. Ch- Champions, Champions Cup, I think Cup. it's called. CONCACAF Champions Cup. An incredible season. It is going to be very difficult. Messi, there's going to be games in Major League Soccer post-US Open Cup that he's going to play. But there's going to be, like against Orlando, the Sunday before the US Open Cup game. He's going to play. He's going to play. And now let me ask you a favor. Do me a favor. Put on your uh, Apple hat, Apple executive hat. Put on your MLS executive hat. You think just winning a U.S. Open Cup, something that's not exactly directly associated with MLS right. as, a, as a league, you think that's good enough for them? You don't, they think, they'd, you don't think they'd want they have two more years of to Messi. possibly make it to the playoffs this is, when he's this close? They've got two more years of Messi, and this might know. not be his best shot at an MLS Cup. I don't know. If you can, you got to do it. Does he start? Do they limit his minutes? I think he'll start today. Mm-hmm. He's had enough rest unless he's, like, really 100% not okay. You don't need him don't to beat he'll... TFC. Yeah. Well, you... that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, do, does he play the – he's not going to play the Not the full 90. game, no. No way. I would say give him 45, play him as much as you can in Orlando if you need him until you don't, and then in the final, you expect the whole game from him. We'll see. Full 90. We will see tonight. All right, guys, we're going to take a break. Um, we are chatting about groups E and F when we return. Don't go anywhere. Hey everyone, this is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former U.S. men's national team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, just like me. And also just like me, it endeavors to inspire others to live vibrant, healthy lives. Viore gear is designed to look great in everyday life while also being perfect for any workout activity. I'm currently rocking the men's Sunday performance jogger And don't let the name deceive you. You can wear these babies any day of the week and in any situation. I'm talking going to the office, running errands, the gym, whatever your heart desires, because Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they are offering 20% off your first purchase. So get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash sports. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash sports. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Again, go to viore.com sports and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. 
That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The world's biggest and most prestigious club competition is back. Another UEFA Champions League adventure. Hakimi. Alberto, the goalkeeper from Adele. Can you believe what you've seen here? Champions League group stage action yesterday. Here's a look at the results from groups E and F. Feyenoord beat Celtic 2-0. Lazio and Atletico Madrid split the points 1-1. AC Milan and Newcastle United ends in a 0-0 draw. And PSG get the 2-0 win over Borussia Dortmund in Group F. All right, let's get to that Feyenoord-Celtic match. Here are the highlights. And we pick this up shortly before half. Ooh. Big free kick here by Calvin Stings. The bounce before the goalkeeper, maybe some questions on Hart. In the end though, he ends up coming up with a big save. Uh, it was Celtic who reduced to nine men, but the winner, the, or at least the cushion, came from Adireza Jehanbakhsh, the Iranian international with a nice finish. <clears throat> it was uh, a big win for Fine. Or We need to correct something that we said yesterday. Santi Jimenez, I totally forgot, got a red card at the end of last season's Europa League. So they won't have him for two match days. So the fact that they ended up winning against uh, Celtic in their first game without essentially their best player, their most prolific goal scorer, uh, they'll have to do without him for one more game, I believe. Um, and then doesn't hurt back. to play 20 something minutes with the other team down two minutes. Correct. Which was absolutely incredible. I mean, two red cards right, with five minutes apart. Rightfully from each other. so, though. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Rightfully so. I don't think. Um, what was it? The first one, Gustav Gustav uh, Lagerbeek. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. With the outstretched arm, second yellow. Yeah. It in the box. It was a denial of an obvious goal scoring opportunity. It felt mm. like, but I, I could see that being a booking. I mean, but overall, when you look at the performance of that game, overall for me, I look at Celtic very similar to what we saw last year in the Champions League. They play away from home. They do very well. They're still in the game, have really good chances, but not clinical enough. And this is what the Champions League shows you about being clinical, the importance of having goal scorers that can get you the goals or taking the opportunities when you get, especially when you play away from home. Going to final is always a difficult place to go and play and try and get a result. And in the end, Celtic got punished. But it's the same story we saw last year. What does it say about the Scottish League that the champion mm. can't win a single game in Champions League football? They crashed out of the group, not a single win. I know, I mean, it's still early, this competition. Maybe they can get it right this year. But last year, again, it's, it just feels like it's the same thing. It seems like it's a broken record where they get, they do have some good chances, but they just don't take these chances. And it's in Champions League, you have to take the chances you get. You might only get one chance in 90 minutes. No. And that could be the difference if you take in three points or not. Go you back don't... to Celtic against Barcelona from many, many years mm. ago when Barcelona was... There's a, there's a, a meme almost of... The scoreboard with the stats, remember that one? Yeah. Where the Greek striker, Samaras, I forget what his name is, but he ends up scoring the 1-0. Barcelona, 85% possession, <laughs> 20 shots, 19 on target. And 
Celtic had one shot and, and they, they ended, ended up winning. Up winning. Yeah. Well, yeah. sometimes that's how the game is. It, also worth pointing out that they lost their head coach, Ange Postacoglu. So I think that that's a... No, we're going we're gonna to put some respect on Ange Postacoglu. I think he's a great manager. But Brendan, Brendan Rodgers... Brendan is a good manager. He's a good manager. Brendan, but, you know, I mean, the allegations... He has not, he has not cleared the <laughs> allegations. Is he? You know, he's he a little is. bit of a bottle job. Okay. This is sort of a problem with... Do you with not the see them Rogers winning teams. a match in the, in the group stage? Yeah, maybe against Feyenoord at home. Maybe he can snag some points against Lazio. I don't see them getting out of the group. Okay. Like, Europa League is right for them, and they got to make sure that they get to Europa League. But Feyenoord and, mm, man. Oh, that's confidence becomes, for you, it, it, becomes, huh? it becomes, it's, it's going to be very difficult for Celtic. Very difficult even to make Europa League. All right. Uh, let's transition to the group of death, the group of F. The group of F. The group of F. AC <laughs> <laughs> Milan hosting Newcastle United. Uh, Newcastle competing in Champions League for the first time in 20 years. And my goodness, did AC Milan have chances in this one? I think the term is peppered. Peppered, right? yes. <laughs> this, this goal was peppered. Uh, if you look at the stats, 25 total shots by AC Milan to six total shots. One on Forget the stats, just watch the game. 25 the to lie. six, Listen, my the G. football does not lie, all right? AC Milan absolutely battered Newcastle, but this could have been a smashing grab. It really could have. That moment there, fingertip saves. Newcastle could have maybe been able to steal three points where all we'll talk about in the end is if Newcastle would have won that game, great job by Newcastle. But for me, that still is a win for Newcastle. Considering that is a big point in this group of death for Newcastle. Considering the way that the game went in San Siro where Milan should have won, yeah. one point on the road in Italy is big. It's a huge and result. And because as well, you've got to look at also Newcastle's form domestically. It hasn't been great in the Premier League. To go to AC Milan, they're coming off a derby defeat from their noisy neighbours. It was uh, going to be like a real tense game. And I feel for me, again, even with Newcastle's team selection, I felt that uh, went a, Eddie Howe went a bit conservative. Harvey Barnes, for me, should have been a player that started this game because he gives them a bit of a different dynamic, very direct to your away from home. But you know what? They got the job done and that is a big, big point as this group goes on. That's a massive, massive result for Newcastle. Also, you have to imagine that these Newcastle supporters, you think about it, they haven't competed in Champions League in so long. When the, they play at St. James's Park, I mean, that place oh. is all, always raucous. That's going to be A Champions crazy. League, Dortmund visiting St. James's Park. I mean, it is going to be What's crazy, crazy, crazy it, scenes. And I give, I give Newcastle the edge playing at home. Newcastle PSG is the next one. Intense, but That's again, I mean, just that it, it, it's a huge result for, for Newcastle. It's, it's, it's a big, big result. With the run of games, with the form that they've had, you know, their midfield not really performing as we'd expect it to, to go to AC Milan and like, I said, like you said, get absolutely battered throughout the game and have that chance at the end to nearly steal it and come with a point, that's a victory for them. And Who's they're getting already out? Who's getting out of the group, Nigel? Do you know what? I, I see it being very open. I, I, can, I can maybe see Newcastle doing it. I'll tell you, that 12th man feeling at St. James's Park, I don't, it's but going I, to be sensational. I do think it's funny that as an Englishman, you took when I said peppered, you're like, "What's that seasoning?" No, I'm going to say battered instead. You guys <laughs> love to deep fry stuff, so I think pepper it's that funny. seasoning. I use more better seasoning than pepper, mate. Fish yeah, and chips. Yeah. Pepper. There's battered. more better seasoning than pepper. Yeah. These are. Get it? There use we go. Maggie Cube, but you don't know about Maggie, do you? 
Maggi. <laughs> We're Latinos. Maggi. You've ever had a michelada? <laughs> about adobo. Oh, oh, come on, are you kidding me? Oh. Maggi? We're going to seasoning now. Love a michelada. We're talking <laughs> Maggi. You saw how I broke down pizza? You, don't make me break down Maggi. He's my Nigerian Maggi. There you go. You don't even know. <laughs> Nigerian Yes, Maggi? there is. There is Maggi from West Africa. It's not the same. It's <laughs> it way different. It's the same one. Well, we gotta get. Have you ever had a michelada? Of course okay. I've had a michelada. <laughs> we gotta get Nigerian Maggi in the michelada. Oh. Okay. I'm down. Let's try it on the show. Morning Actually, eat micheladas, but anyway. What? Yeah. Go to break. Just I know, is. exactly. I'm On up. that note, we're going to take a break, and we are going to dive into groups G and H when we come back. Stay with us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 101 days after their triumph in Istanbul, the kings of Europe begin their defense of the crown. Rodrik, graceful turn and tries to bend it in and passes it into the back of the net. This season's Champions League. This is Drew Page, pleasing on the eye. Very pleasing on the eye. It's a wonderful opening goal. Checked out a Jetskin Porter. Drew Page. Risky. Given away and scored. Galeno's got another one. And he restores the FC Porto lead. The goals keep coming. Welcome back. We can't stop. We won't stop with Champions League action. Here's a look at the results from groups G hmm. and H. Leipzig with the 3-1 win cooking. over Young Boys. Cooking. I love it when Nico says cooking. Manchester City get the 3-1 win over Red Star Belgrade. Barcelona thump Antwerp 5-0. And Porto get the 3-1 win over Shakhtar Donetsk. Let's get to some highlights. Starting with Young Boys Leipzig. Yeah, Mohamed Simikan gets the goal early. It was very early. The first Champions League goal of the season in the uh, group stage. Uh. And then Young Boys made their way back. Young Boys got some skill. Through Elia, but then it was it was too much. Uh, Schlager ends up getting this goal from mid-distance. You give him that much time, he's going to aim. But that's a, you know, that's something that you would expect. I'm assuming the keeper lost I was it, uh, say, amongst the crowd. Keeper could have done better there. And then just on the, on the break. And Benjamin Sesko finishes it up there. Real good win for Leipzig. Nico says it's, they're it's cooking. A, it's an expected win for them. Yeah, definitely. Well, here's unexpected. Uh, <laughs> Red Star Belgrade goes up 1-0 on Manchester City. The champions, they called it offside, but... Look at it. Look at it again, baby. Look at that. He's pass. on. That pass, he oh, is on. Pass. Yeah, that pass is. That's a what ball. a visionary. Ball. And this was after City had just were, what was the term? Peppering. Yeah. Peppered, yeah. peppered them in the first. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they, but then they turned on the style. Julio and it's this man, Julio Alvarez. Look at these quick feet. I call it happy feet. Touch, touch, bend. That's wow. what we call that. That's the real meaning of happy feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that pace there to take around the goalkeeper and to such a calm, composed finish in the he end. It wasn't done there. Oh. But then it's... What was the keeper doing? Oh. Sorry. What, I, I don't know what the keeper saw, what happened there, but for me, that is a poor, poor mistake and a poor goal to concede there. 
and that turned on the uh, the jet oh, stream. Look at for, this. Uh, this is just so pretty. I tell you what, with Rodri there as well. What Rodri's doing as well is, for me, he is not only one of the world's best defensive midfielders, but the fact now that he's contributing and scoring goals is taking Manchester City to another scary level, especially without the likes of Kevin De Bruyne being there. Gondawan's gone to Barcelona. Now Rodri's just doing his defensive duties and adding goals to it. It's very scary. If you look at what the goal of like a total football would be, would be to have sort of this interchangeable 11 that defenders can be forwards, forwards can be defenders, midfielders can play wherever they want. Rodri is one of those players. Doesn't matter where he is on the pitch, he's, he has the skill to be that position. He's Incredible. becoming a very all-round player. Mm -hmm. I know people pay attention more to his defensive duties, how he breaks up play, keeps the play moving, He's that guy that you link up from defense to attack. But now with the goals that he's scoring, the important goals he's scoring for Manchester City, you have it to say he's like an all-round center midfielder now. There's a couple of players that have left Manchester City or are injured and haven't been able to leave their blueprint on this Manchester City. For example, losing Gundogan and then losing Kevin De Bruyne to injury, those are two important, I would say, pillars to the success Absolutely. of Manchester City last season. And we were talking about how City can recover or fill in those gaps, and it's gonna be a team effort. It's not only Rodri that stepped up, that's done an incredible job, but. Juli Alvarez has impressed me a lot. And I'm not just saying because he's Argentinian. Um, <laughs> he plays, it's just I'm impressed because some he of it plays. Is because some of it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and let me show you that Something I'm has to do with Let Argentina. me show you that I'm objective because he played for River Plate. Listen, um, uh, yeah. he, he is playing behind Haaland and on the national team. And before he showed up to Manchester City, he was more of a nine and roaming closer to goal. But the way that he's able to combine he missed very few passes yesterday. His heat map, it was from half field forward, almost like an attacking midfielder or a complete midfielder, you would say. It's the cross here, sure, but the reception, for example, on the first goal, the way that he, the, the way that he turns, it's, it's an oriented touch because he could have just passed it back. Terry had, was saying this on the show yesterday. Yeah. The fact that in stride, he takes it and turns, he opens up a whole realm of possibilities. And the combination with Haaland also is, is phenomenal. And we were talking a lot about the De Bruyne-Haaland association. But now Juli Alvarez is starting to find rhythm and understand himself really well with Haaland. And when he left from Rio, we were like, ah, oh, that guy ain't going to get any minutes. No, no, no. For, for me, honestly, I'm, I'm not that impressed. Because I saw Julian Alvarez doing this at River Plate. Like, for me, I expected him to do this. He was sensational when he was at River Plate. He was a standout player during the Copa Libertadores run and yeah. everything. And what he was doing there, honestly, he was sensational. And I could see clearly why Pep Guardiola went to get this young man from there. And their scouting network of other players that they've got there. There's another young player they've got called Kaiki, Brazilian, who we haven't even seen yet at mm, Manchester yeah. City. That's sensational. But yeah, they're unstoppable. Uh, by the way, Providell, more goals than Erling Holland so far in the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Great That's a to. good nugget. Yeah. <laughs> well done. All right, let's transition over to Group H. Uh, we'll get to some highlights from Shakhtar, Donetsk, and Porto. Here we go. We pick it up in the eighth minute, mm. I think. Here we yeah, Galeno had his, I mean, Galeno had himself a night. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and it was uh, great to see because he scored a lot of goals last season. And then Kelsey from Venezuela um, has been at Shakhtar Donetsk for a season and a half now, I believe. But Galeno responded immediately after, two minutes after the equalizer. And then he sets up the, the assist for Meditaremi, another Iranian goal scorer. Listen. 
Porto is a team that's always that dark horse in every Champions League. Mm -hmm. Angel said you got to take your shots. Three shots all on goal. But let's go to Barcelona. Zhao Felix. Felix. Uh, what a game this dude Oh, uh, He wow. was sensational for Barcelona yesterday. Out of all the teams that we saw, Barcelona for me were the team that put in the most complete performance from the top teams. Look at that. I mean, Lewandowski there in the back. How do you not cover Lewandowski? The right? dude scores. <laughs> Turn around. Fantastic finish. And then, oof, terrible own oh, goal. Goodness. But, I mean, you're seeing pretty much the example that Barcelona just would not let up. It was just complete dominance by Barcelona. You know, if Start Sammy Vines finish. was there, bro, this would have mm. been 4-0, not 5-0. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> listen, Royal Antwerp, um, they were kind of like deer caught in the headlights for their first European campaign since the 50s. Um, the f not even the fans, not even the people at the club probably were alive for that last uh, time that they were around for the European Cup back then. So, um, listen, they, they are Belgian champions. It was almost like the stage was too big for them. Barcelona, the, the difference in quality between them and, and Barcelona is too much. Mark van Bommel, by the way, who played for Barcelona, who won a Champions League uh, with Barcelona against Arsenal in 2006 mm. against Arsenal. Uh, Barcelona what team was it Ars again? Arsenal. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Good. yeah. You're right. So, against um, Arsenal, yeah. Hey, uh, director, uh, can you cut his mic? Mark, I remember that. Mark van Bommel has managed Wolfsburg in the Champions League and PSV in the Champions League. And at Royal Antwerp, he's yet to win a single game. It's like 11 games that he's managed. And he's he's yet to win in uh, Royal hey, Antwerp, Shakhtar Porto. Give Van Bommel some time, though. He's yeah, I will. Back I will. Van but, Bommel. but it's... It's a shameful stat for somebody who managed to win the Belgian League with Royal Antwerp. I hopefully for him, he ends up getting his. We, his, his let's give him some flowers for getting Royal Antwerp into the Champions League for the first time since the fifties. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right, we are going to take a break. We are chatting some midweek MLS action. We are taking a look at some Western Conference matches when we return. Stick around. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 